Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, Dorian Becomes a Record Breaker. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's podcast. So, Dorian, as of about 9.40 in the morning Pacific Time, 12.40 in the afternoon uh, Eastern Time, has made landfall at Elbow Key in the Obacos Island Group, which is in the northwestern Bahamas. Uh, Dorian has made a record by its wind speed. It's now a uh, moderately strong Category 5 hurricane. Uh, so I, when I say moderately strong Category 5, that might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not the strongest Category 5 hurricane that's ever been recorded in the Atlantic Basin, but it is the strongest hurricane that's been recorded making landfall and impacting the northwestern Bahamas. Uh, and there have not been very many other hurricanes that have reached this intensity in recent years. So this, it is noteworthy for that alone, and it is a record in terms of the Bahamas Island Group in particular. So the winds have increased in terms of steady winds uh, recorded uh, based on an Air Force uh, Hurricane Hunter aircraft uh, observation, 285 miles per hour with gusts up over 220 miles per hour. So we're getting up into the range of uh, tornadic velocities in some of these cases, and perhaps some of these gusts have occurred within small tornadoes that are within the eye wall structure, which does happen from time to time. So this is not a hurricane to be messed with, and certainly it's a hurricane for everyone on the southeastern coast of the U.S. to continue to keep an eye on, as well as the remaining islands in the Bahamas group that the island, that sorry, that the hurricane is uh, headed towards. In particular, uh, it is headed uh, towards uh, Grand Bahama Island and several other islands in the northwestern Bahamas before it ever gets uh, within striking distance of Florida. Uh, its speed has not changed appreciably overnight. It is moving westward at about 8 miles an hour. It slowed down a little bit overnight and has picked up a little bit of speed today. As it goes over uh, the Obacos and the remaining Bahama Island group, we do expect the intensity to drop a bit. Uh, but it has already continued to strengthen more than anticipated in last night's forecasts, not just creeping over the Category th- threshold, but moving into being a solid Category 5 storm. And this is probably due to two different factors, both of which I mentioned in yesterday's podcast. First of all, the ocean water temperatures are quite warm. And how warm is quite warm, do you ask? Well, uh, water temperatures being observed by buoys uh, in the Bahamas and just off the east coast of Florida are very much in the 85 to 86 degree Fahrenheit temperature range. Uh, they don't get they don't get that much warmer than that, at least in terms of what we know historically uh, from observations, and that all brings into uh, question: Okay, are these warmer ocean temperatures a result of global warming? And the answer is perhaps. Uh, there can be many other things going on. 
that can be contributing to uh, the very warm ocean temperatures at the moment in this particular part of the Atlantic Basin. Most notably, the fact that there have not been any significant tropical storms in this part of the Atlantic uh, yet this season. Dorian is the first. The waters have had all summer to warm. Uh, that's not uh, unheard of, but it is a bit unusual that there has been very little in the way of uh, significant Atlantic tropical activity in this part of the basin uh, yet this year. That allows the ocean temperatures to warm because uh, the circulation of a hurricane not only moves the air, it moves the water, and it tends to bring up cooler waters from uh, farther down beneath the surface of the ocean. Without that forcing mechanism, the ocean water temperatures at the surface have been able to just continue heating throughout the summer, and this makes them at a very warm uh, state. Second is the fact that there's very little air motion aloft compared to what might normally be the case at this point in the year. There's a strong ridge of high pressure aloft. That's why there's very little steering currents over Dorian right now, and it's mostly going on its own momentum to the west, uh, and it's not going at a particularly fast speed. It is going just fast enough, however, that its own churning up of the ocean surface hasn't cooled the water and act as a brake on development. So we have all these factors uh, coming into play, making Dorian a very strong hurricane. Uh, storm surge, uh, just to give you an idea of just how much water Dorian is moving, is expected to be 18 to 23 feet above normal tide levels with higher destructive waves. Now you might wonder, okay, 18 to 23 feet, the Bahamas are not a particularly high uh, uh, elevation island chain. And just what is the elevation of, say, the Abacos? Uh, well, it is uh, certainly one of the island groups in the Bahamas with some higher elevation because uh, unlike uh, some of the other islands which are mostly sandy uh, uh, groups, uh, the Abacos are effectively made of limestone and the elevation, the highest elevation is on uh, the eastern side, particularly of Grand Abaco Island where it gets up to as much as 75 feet. So an 18 to 23 foot storm surge won't inundate the entire uh, entirety of Grand Abaco Island, nor Grand Bahama Island, which has a maximum elevation of around 40 feet. But there will be substantial flooding. There will be some areas that are completely submerged. Uh, there are low areas on the, the east, the, the west center part, sorry, of uh, Grand Abaco Island that are uh, less than... Uh, 15 feet in elevation, and those will most certainly be submerged. But the entire island will not be. It's interesting also the fact that uh, the almost the entire length of Grand Tobacco Island is protected by a large natural coral reef. 
uh, that coral reef probably will uh, undergo some damage as well from the hurricane. It's unlikely that with these winds, with the, this amount of wave action, storm surge, that that coral reef is going to stay as intact as it is right now. That's another interesting ecological uh, impact that hurricanes have that you don't hear about very often. Nonetheless, uh, it's very likely that the, bah the northwestern Bahamas will probably get more damage than had been anticipated uh, when preparations were made for Dorian, because at that point, Dorian was a Category 3. Most people did not expect uh, an intensification to this level of strength in terms of Category 5. Uh, we will have to keep monitoring Dorian to see what happens during the day, though as I said, I would expect a little bit of a weakening, perhaps back into Category 4 stage, uh, as it goes over uh, the Obacos and potentially Grand Bahama Island. So we'll keep you posted on Dorian. Uh, there'll be another podcast tomorrow morning that updates you on where Dorian is and the amount of damage that it's done today. For now, this is the Daily Bolt with Dr. Jeff Tilley. Have a good rest of your Labor Day weekend 2019.